0: Welcome to Issaquah Buzz, where we talk about all things business in Issaquah, from new restaurants to retail gossip. My name is Jen Davis-Hayes, and I'm the city's economic development manager. My co-host Autumn Monaghan is unable to be here today, but I invited one of my favorite people, Amy Dukes, our arts program administrator to join me today. Before we turn to all things business and arts, make sure to stay tuned later in our podcast for a business spotlight of a long running musical instrument store in Issaquah called Hammond Ashley Violins. And now welcome Amy. Hi Amy! Thanks for having me today. Oh yeah, thank you for joining me. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit bit about what you do for the City of Issaquah?
1: Yeah, sure. As you mentioned, I'm the Arts Program Administrator for the City, which means I pretty much do anything arts and culture related all around the city. Um, I help be the staff liaison to the Mayor-Appointed Arts Commission, which is a great group of volunteers that Um, do lots of things to help make arts and culture vibrant in Issaquah. Um, I manage the city's public art collection and also work with local artists to add new pieces to the collection into our built environment and to community spaces and parks. Um, I also help run our arts granting program. So we provide financial support to um, arts organizations and community organizations to put on really great arts engagement opportunities for the community and for visitors. Um, Those can be things like entertainment at Salmon Days or Shakespeare in the Park or um, cool, you know, Dia de los Muertos celebrations. So lots of cool grants that happen throughout the year. Um, And then I also um, help produce some events that the city puts on. So we just had a few weeks ago our annual summer chalk art festival festival. Um, which is a fun free community event um, with lots of chalk and this year, lots (laughs) of ice cream. (laughs) Um, And, um, you know, we had been having a really great international film festival every year for six years in a row. We partnered with Seattle international film festival to put on a free cool film festival for our our community. And we had to put that on hiatus with the pandemic. So hoping to bring that Back planning to bring that back in 2023. So those are just some of the things that I do. And then most recently, I've been working on our Issaquah Creative District, which kicked off in 2020.
0: Wow, that is a lot, Amy. And so for our our listeners, um, I met Amy when I worked for the City of Renton uh, in Economic Development with the Arts Commission, and I was wowed by all the things that she does. So. That's a long, long list. But so let's Mm -hmm. talk about the latest thing you mentioned, the creative district. So where is it and what does that mean?
1: So it might be a new term to a lot of people, but a creative district is a um, geographically defined area. Um, It's really a hub of artistic and economic and entrepreneurial and social um, activity. And it's a place where people can come together to celebrate and kind of also celebrates the community's unique identity. Um, and our Issaquad Creative District is um, located pretty much um, most of Old Town and then a large segment of um, Gilman Boulevard. So um, that includes Gilman Village, Gilman Station, the Gilman Lofts, as well as that northeast part of Gilman Boulevard where Bones Chocolate and Triple X and the Grange are. Um, so kind of a large segment. Section of our kind of downtown core, as well as some of our shopping areas along Gilman. And um, it's really, you know, a place where we know lots of our cultural activity has historically taken place in the city, um, where a lot of our businesses that do creative things are located, and also a place where a lot of our programming happens, like concerts and salmon days, and, um, you know, lots of our public art is located there. So it seemed like a natural fit. So this is the program that the Washington. State Arts Commission is um, implementing. And so there are communities, I think there are up to maybe like 15 now, all throughout the state that have kind of been recognized and and, um, designated for their cultural activity in their communities. And we were designated in the summer of 2020, womp womp, which (laughs) wasn't exactly the best time to come out and celebrate um, with the community. So we're really hoping as we kind of head into the fall to really start celebrating in a more tangible way in our creative district.
0: Yeah, that's timing, awful timing. But um, hopefully I know that Mm -hmm. I work with you uh, regarding, you know, art-related businesses in the creative district. And, um, you know, hopefully we're building a foundation to really uh, make some good progress in the next few years. So, Mm Can you give me, you know, some examples of the types of businesses that are in the Creative District? I know that we did feature the big picture in our inaugural uh, Isacual Buzz. Okay. Go back and listen to that if you yeah. haven't. <laughs> um, what are the types of businesses? Um, can you tell us about in the Creative District? Yeah, so
1: there are a wide variety of businesses: nonprofits, for-profit businesses, small, you know, um, artist-owned businesses. Um, ones that provide services, ones that provide artistic goods, um, all sprinkled throughout the district. Um, Our largest cultural anchor would be Village Theater. Um, And, you know, they have a lot of really cool and exciting things going on. Um, After 43 years as executive producer, Rob Hunt is retiring. And, you know, he is absolutely, was so responsible in, in helping Village Theater become the amazing arts organization that it is today. So, kudos to Robin. I, I know he'll be missed. Um, they do have a new artistic director and a new managing director um, just coming on board and a whole new season that's kicking off um, September 14th with um, little um, shop of horrors. And they just released, um, you know, tickets and, and you can go online and check out their whole season. They always have like a wide variety of musicals and um, something for everybody. So that is our large um, cultural anchor, obviously. And, and then there's lots of other types of businesses. Um, Art by Fire, for example, is just right down the street on um, Front and has been a long standing creative business um, in downtown and a fun place to shop for a unique um, glass creation kind of gift or also really cool opportunity to take part in a glass blowing class. Um, really recommend giving that a try. Um, right behind Village Theater, we have, um, So There, which is a small woman-owned artist business. Um, they have some of the coolest stationery and letterpress items. Um, and they're, they're actively working on them. So it could be a cool place to drop by. I think they're there mostly Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday afternoons. You can see them working. And if you want to buy like a birthday card, it's the absolute best place to get a handmade Great card.
2: Um,
1: yeah. And then we have a lot of businesses that provide classes for the community. Um, uh, one that's relatively new in Gilman Loss is Northwest Makes. That's a local um, artist who um, creates her own textiles and she screen prints them and then sews them to make all kinds of different home goods. Um, and she offers classes in block printing and in sewing. Um, Museo um, Art Studio has just moved into Gilman Lofts too and they have a great array of kids classes Um, and Squawk Art Studios is right next door in that Gilman Station. They have a great number of kids classes too. You already mentioned Big Picture. That's like such a fun place to go see a movie and be waited on and brought awesome Mm -hmm. food and drink. Um, So just all kinds of things in the district to to do and see, um, to shop um, and experience. So yeah, I would recommend just, we meant for the district um, when we defined the boundaries to be pretty walkable. Um, so you really truly can walk the whole boundaries and just experience everything the district has to offer.
0: Yeah, that is that is great because I know we are again, there's a lot of about, around events and other things uh, you think about with a creative district, but businesses are the key anchor in my mind as an economic development manager, right. <laughs> um, but they also bring a vibrancy that we don't think about every day. But, mm-hmm. you know, so because we, when we think about arts, we think about very visual things. So mm-hmm. um, what are the city and its partners working on that we may see in the creative district um, to along those lines?
1: We're really um, working on placemaking um, in the district. And we want visitors and residents to experience the district um, knowing that they are in a creative, unique place. Um, and this was something that we could work on while the pandemic was happening. And we were able to kind of have all those fun um, event-oriented things. But we worked with some local artists to create kind of a brand and identity for the creative district. So we're going to start rolling that out. Um, We have some gateway signage coming soon. We're wrapping um, the utility box that's on Sunset in front with a new artwork that is Creative District um, branded and hope to get some banners up. So more um, kind of visual signage and just um, awareness of where you are in the city and that this is a creative space.
0: That will be so much fun. But mm-hmm. I know there's something else very visual mm-hmm. happening in downtown just as we speak. Yeah. So there's a new mural on Alder, and you and I have worked on this together mm-hmm. um, with lots of other partners. So what's the, tell us tell the viewers or the viewers and the listeners about the mm-hmm. history of the piece and uh, about the artist. So exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah. so just um, this past month, um artist will Schlau put a asphalt mural. Um, basically the walkway between the train depot and um, the Alder front street intersection. Um, And it is inspired by the Issaquah's nature and um, the salmon that call Issaquah home. So it's kind of a Creek scene with um, some larger than life salmon popping out. Um, And it's really meant to be a pedestrian through ways that people can know, you know, I can safely walk Um, from the train depot out to the the main shopping street there um, in the creative district. Um, We partnered, um, you know, with lots of various stakeholders to to get that artwork created and, um, and actually have another part of that piece coming in September. The artist is going to come back to put a mural on the wall of the subway building. So thanks so much to that building owner for being opening to, um, to being open to having more artwork in that space um, and actually as we're speaking right now they are installing the lighting that will also make the space have a really unique feel so um, it should be a really cool um, we calling it festival street where people can gather and celebrate and we can do some cool programming so i um, really excited to add that amenity to downtown.
0: Yeah, that is that is a great uh, place-making opportunity, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so yeah. neat. So I'm excited about that. I'm so happy that, uh, again, all of our stakeholders came together to make that happen. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, besides seeing art or supporting art-related businesses, what are you working on to cultivate art-making spaces
1: So as we were um, applying to become a creative district through the State of Washington's program, we did a lot of community outreach and we heard from a lot of people um, that they wanted more space to do art making of all kinds. Um, And it was also kind of the time where where Art East was closing its doors and people were feeling like, oh, no, where am I going to go to take um, an art class or um, to make something creative. And um so, we are having focus groups this summer. We're talking to various um, stakeholders, artists, teachers, um, youth, students, creative business owners, to uh, and community members just to ask, you know, what kind of art making space would people want if we were able to provide something in the creative district? Mm-hmm. And what would they want to do there? And what kind of um, community gathering and cultural celebrating would they want to do there? So, Um, We've been having those focus groups. We're going to do a wider community survey um, later in the year and really hoping to gather some good data that will help us create some art making space in the district that can serve our community well into the future. So we're in the sort of baby, you know, nascent stages of that. um, And that I think we might be able to come up with some creative solutions, too. So. Um, Anyway, just hoping to have more places for people to do art. And, and you know, people get creative. We've had lots of people doing plein air um, artwork outside. And obviously, we're using our outdoor um, area really well during the summer.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots, yes. lots, lots of fun things happening. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a lot easier to kind of do some of these things in the summer and have events. Um, and we're, you know, a beautiful summer day like today we're recording is here. But, yeah. um, But what can we look forward to in the fall and winter as the weather may become a little less sunny?
1: So creative district specific, um, we're going to do a celebration of Artist Sunday. So Artist Sunday is a relatively new initiative. Um, It is the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So in that traditional kind of holiday shopping um, lineup of, you know, Black Friday and Shop Local Saturday, we're now um, going to celebrate Artist Sunday. And it's really just meant to be um, a promotion of thinking about local artists as a resource for, um, you know, providing gifts that are meaningful to people that you care about. Um, So we'll be doing some um, artist promotion during that time and um, probably partnering with Downtown Isqua Association um, and their artists and markets. They have great holiday artists and markets um, to celebrate Artist Sunday. And then um, we'll also be um, helping light up the creative district um, with winter lighting. So last year we kind of expanded the lighting to go on some of creative businesses and we'll be doing more of that this winter, um, you know, cause it's going to get dark <laughs> and it just feels so much more festive and inviting when there's lots of warm light uh, around. It yeah. makes it feel like a better time to be out. So, um, so those things are coming, coming wow. in the fall
0: yeah well and that that lighting really did last year i know it was just the beginning um really did make an impact i just remember so many people raving about how it just really brightened up uh what what we call the creative district they may not be calling it yet but um (laughs) very exciting to kind of see that throughout the whole creative district so thinking broader and beyond creative districts so let's Mm -hmm. shift to live music in issaquah because you mentioned before there's lots of creative folks in issaquah um so where can we uh, listen to and help support local musicians?
1: Yeah, I'm um, all over Isla Cloud, That's a really good point, Jen. Like, um, we do have this creative district, but let's be honest, like, cool arts and culture and creativity is happening all over our city. We're so blessed to have such a strong artist community. Um, and music wise, um, well, we have concerts on the green. Um, those are happening every Tuesday through August 23rd, so a few more. Um, 7 to 8.30 in front of the community center. Um, And that's just such a fun community event. You can buy some dinner there from Kiwanis. You can grab something from a local restaurant um, and bring it with you or bring your own picnic and just really enjoy some free music. It's appropriate for all ages and just a really good time. So those will be happening a couple more times this summer. Um, the Highlands, up in the Highlands, they've been, um, they have, this is the second year, they have a new series called Grub and Groove, which is also kind of community celebration around food and music. Um, and those are happening, I believe, August 26th and September 9th in their Village Green there, kind of near Blakely Hall, mm-hmm. um, 6, 6 to 8 p.m. They have food trucks, they have music. Um, they usually have some kind of art making activity, so those are fun to check out. And open to anybody, um, definitely don't have to be a Highlands resident for that. It's open to anybody who wants to participate. Um, downtown Issaquah Association does a fabulous job of providing music throughout throughout the year, really. Um, but lots of extra good stuff happening in the summer. Um, so Gas Station Blues is every Thursday, seven to nine. Um, at the Historic Shell Station. They have they partner with the Washington Blues Association and um, just top-notch um, talent and free. Um, and then the Confluence Music Festival they're putting on in Confluence Park. Um, that's going to be August 28th. Um, I believe it's 2 to 7. Um, and, you know, they'll have a great lineup of fun music. Um, and then they have their art walk and music strolls on um, the second Saturdays. I think that goes through September, but you can check out all of the things that they offer on their website at downtownisaclaw.com. Um, and then, you know, we have local businesses that have cool music happening um like fairly regularly. Like um Vina Bella always has some great music that you can hear just, you know, pulsing out of stores and really invites you in. So um, just lots and lots of opportunities. I suggest everybody just, Go check out what's happening. Um, I know the city does a pretty good job of promoting all the various cultural activities, do its e-news, and um, definitely check out the website for Downtown Issaquah Association.
0: Yeah, that's great. You know, um, a new resource also for what's going on in, around Issaquah is the Visa, visit oh, yeah. um website. It is uh, our tourist organization's website, mm-hmm. and they have an event calendar that they've been spending a lot of times getting um, all the different events. So beyond arts and culture, but a lot of arts and culture. And yeah. and I think they really recognize, wow, you can go see music almost every day here in Issaquah. So it's you can do true. something around yeah, arts that and culture. Is-
1: a great resource. They have a comprehensive calendar. That's a really good suggestion. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have so much to enjoy and I just hope people, you know, get out there and discover. And so much of it is free, which is amazing.
0: That well, and, and we thank you and the Arts Commission and everybody else who helps to make that happen because we know it doesn't just happen. So
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, so now uh, to keep with our Arts theme. Uh, Stay with us for a business spotlight of Hammond Ashley violin.
2: Hammond Ashley, he was born in Butte, Montana in 1901 and he grew up on the west coast and he started working on these instruments when he retired from Boeing. He was 63 years old and he worked until he was 91 down in the Des Moines area by the, uh, by the SeaTac airport. His grandson uh, got the business and hired me in 97. And it's still family owned, but I've been managing or uh, uh, running it for the estate since about that time. We rent, repair, and sell bowed string instruments to school districts and individuals throughout most of the state of Washington. So this is the only location we have, but we go as far as Walla Walla, uh, even Montana, Alaska, down into the Oregon area. Our workshop, or our our wood shop, is uh, fairly unique in the sense that we have five luthiers, or repair people, that work on the string instruments, which is probably one of the biggest in the West Coast. Most violin shops, uh, they're few and far between, and they're usually one or two person operations. Um, but we have a 2,000 square foot, uh, full wood shop here that, that does all the work. We probably sell and rent close to 1,000 instruments a year. Um, we repair many, many instruments. Um, it would be hard to know exactly how many customers come in, but you know if that gives you some idea, we, we do a very large volume for how small we are. We have one, uh, one person that makes uh, the upright bases, like the large one you see behind me, um, but they're very specialized. He makes about three a year by hand. It takes him maybe 300 hours of labor to make one base. Uh, but mostly what we do is set up and repair new instruments. And even the setup involved on a new one is, is fairly time-consuming. We moved to Issaquah in 2007, but we've been in business since 1964. I've worked here since 1997. Uh, I grew up in the area, so it's nice to be back home near Issaquah or in Issaquah. And uh, it's a great environment for a business because the community is so supportive.
0: And that's a wrap on this edition of Issaquah Buzz. Thanks for joining us. Join us next time to hear more about other business news. And let us know if you have a favorite business or hear a rumor that we can track down. Contact us at ed at issaquahwa.gov. Thank you, Amy, so much for joining me today. It was so fun to kind of hear all the things that are going on. Amazing amount of work, uh, an amazing amount of opportunities for our arts and culture and businesses in Issaquah. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jen. Anytime.
2: We'll have you back. Thanks so much. And that's the wrap.